Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome in to this Thursday show right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page. Show brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that's probably served our area since 1880. And uh, no calling today. He uh, gets a rare Thursday night off like we do. So uh, we let him go home early today. Yeah, no volleyball tonight, so... Yeah, Colin's, Colin's home, but we got, certainly have a lot to talk about, Spencer, on the show today as well. So it should be a, a good show. We definitely do, and uh, we'll start today uh, with some coaches. Uh, we only got to air Brian Thomas's yesterday, so we'll start today with uh, – let me find the right file. We'll start today with the Jefferson Cougars undefeated 7-0, and and they were only leading at 10 nothing at the half of that game last Friday against James Wood, but they came out in the second half, and uh, and they really you know forced it home to get the victory, winning, I believe it was 33-14. Yeah. yeah, so they improved to 7-0. James Wood of Virginia falls to 4-2 and on the season. They have a bye week this week, and they have to get ready for Martinsburg next week. Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for a bye if you're Jefferson. One, it's relatively late in the season, so you get some guys healthy if you need to and at least get some rest. You can kind of look at Martinsburg just a little bit. They've already started prepping, I think, as we'll hear from Coach Hunter, and you know, get time to get ready for the best team in the state because if you're going to knock off Martinsburg, you probably need as much preparation time as possible. Yeah. And Jefferson's certainly a talented team, but this week they – get a chance to get ready for Martinsburg and the next week they get a chance to prove you know how much uh improvements they have made and see if they really are you know a top three team in the state which if they are able to at least put up a good effort against Martinsburg I think you can certainly uh put them in that category but they're obviously looking to win that game and uh have a great performance and you look back at Martinsburg they'll play Spring Mills this Friday tomorrow we'll have that game pregame at 6 p.m with a game kicking off just after seven Matt Miller and I will be on the call uh Jefferson saw Spring Mills in week was it four of the season uh they got the Spring Mills lost or well Jefferson won 34 to 7 so I would imagine all eyes for them are on the game on Friday night yeah, definitely, and and they'll probably either some might make the trip to the game or you know at least be watching on our YouTube channel. I yeah. think, uh, and just kind of get a look at Martinsburg live, and then probably go back and obviously take a look at the film from this Spring Mills game because that's a common opponent as long as well as some of their other common opponents. So, yeah, I mean this this Jefferson team obviously very talented and have been a fun team to talk about all year, and looking forward to get an actual look at them. Uh, in just a few weeks. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll be out of practice next week, but now here's our conversation. We're now joined on the program by head coach of the 7-0 and Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. And coach, you guys went into halftime last week with just a 10 nothing lead to James Wood, but came out in the second half and you know made that dominating performance. What did you tell your team going into halftime? We just pretty much talked about just keep doing what we were doing. Um, the offense was... Um, Struggling to get things going a little bit, um, keeping things going, keeping things rolling. 
offensively. So, you know, it's something to keep plugging away at it. Uh, the defense is playing really well, able to hold them and stop them from actually scoring at that point in time. Had a big goal line stand, had a big goal line stand, and then a blocked field goal, which helped us out. Coach, was it good to kind of get that sort of challenge for you? Because uh, you've been kind of rolling to victories the past couple of weeks, so kind of get a nice challenge as we head into the final few weeks of the season and then the playoffs. Yeah, it was really good to have uh, a challenge, get some adversity going our way again. Um, things not be so easy for us um, going into the last couple weeks of the season. Uh, it was good for us. And then you guys have a bye week this week. What are some some things you guys are working on during practice? Uh, we're just going to work on focusing on getting better at things that we've, uh, that we've uh, done wrong in film, getting technically sound, uh, getting better technically sound, um, you know, working on tackling, working on pursuit angles, uh, making sure we're doing everything correct, and then offensively making sure our blocking scheme is correct, where we're going, where we're going, um, just making sure that we're doing everything correct, getting, getting more in touch with the things that we need to get better at. And then your next game, obviously, Martinsburg. So when do you kind of start looking at them and – uh, get ready for that one. Um, uh, as a coaching staff, we've already started looking at them. Well, we haven't really bring Mills with anything new, so we start throwing the game plan in too soon if we got to change some things up on what they do. But um, as a coaching staff, we've already started looking at them. Um, we're probably we're working on our game plan um, right now as we speak. We'll probably start implementing it a little bit with the kids this week um, and then really go heavy into it in the weekend and the next week. And then you guys, uh, you know, it's it's hard not to look right now. You guys both seven and zero. You and Martinsburg. Uh, that game's probably going to be, you know, for the higher playoff seating when it comes to the EPAC. What are some things that you're telling your team this week and next? You know, getting ready to go into that game next week, that it's going to be, you know, probably the EPAC game of the year. Um, just you know, pretty much just stay focused uh, on what we've been doing the task at hand this year. Um, don't get you know, overly anxious going into the game. Um, stay calm, stay collected. Um, you know, that's just been the main the main thing is play this game like we played every other game this year. Um, don't get don't get it don't get too overhyped um, going into the game. And let's just stay calm, cool and collected as we go into this game and try to approach it just like every other game we approach this year. And then with this extra week to prepare for them and uh, also kind of work on some things, I guess, what do you what do you kind of want to take away or what what do you want the team to take away from this week? Um, just, you know, get healthy. One Number one is get make sure we're 100% healthy um, and to get better at the things that we've, we've been deficient at uh, this year, uh, this, this last couple of weeks. Um, get better at those things. And that's what we want to focus on and work on and start, start, implementing the game plan as we get into uh, tomorrow and Thursday, start implementing really the game plan that we're going to try to set forth um, against Martinsburg. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll be out of practice next week to get an interview with you on camera and a player. All right, thank you. Our guest head coach of the 7-0, and Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter, as they get a week off to rest up before the huge contest next Friday against the also undefeated Martinsburg Bulldogs. And, Nick, it's great to always catch up with Coach Hunter, but we'll finally be able to meet him next week. Yeah, and go see that new uh, yeah, field new they turf. got at Jefferson, so that, that should be fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll hear from Hedgesville 
Eagles head coach Matt Faircloth, and from Washington Patriots head coach Glenn Simpson. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three Three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Remember that last trip to the auto mechanic? I also think your solenoid gasket is bad. What? Yep, that'll be another $500. Forget that and go to DNN Auto Specialist at 230 Tavern Road, Martinsburg, where honesty is their best policy, serving the Eastern Panhandle since 1974. DNN Auto is family owned and operated, specializing in exhaust alignments and tires. From general maintenance to major overhauls, they'll treat you right. Call DNN Auto Specialist at 304 267 4078. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Where's well, those boys got the counter? I get 55 to the gallon. Hey, listen to that new school. Never heard of Georgia Allen. There's old boys where the kind of boots you ain't supposed to get muddy. Ain't got a dog that lives outside. Ain't got a buddy named Buddy. Yeah, I ain't hating on them boys. Grew up locking their doors. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix as we prepare for a football Friday show tomorrow. We'll now talk a little Hedgesville football. Three and four on the season. One and three in the EPAC. Bad 35 nothing shutout loss last week to Muscleman. Muscleman now at full strength. We talked, or more at full strength. We talked with head coach Brian Thomas on the show yesterday. Got a little insight on that game. Now we'll talk with head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles. We're now joined on the program by head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Matt Faircloth. Coach, just quickly look back at that game to, uh, last uh, Friday night versus Musselman. What kind of was the difference? What, like, why do you think that uh, the game happened the way that it happened? I mean, I think throughout the week, I mean, we we lost four starters going into it, and you know, I think that pulled a little bit of a mental game on us. Uh, and you know, it, it was a big game, and you know, sometimes when you're you know, trying to change the culture of a program and you get in those type of games, 
you know, with playoff implications, you don't know how these kids are going to take it yet, you know, and they're still trying to work through, you know, going 0-19 and then winning some games, and now all of a sudden we're in a playoff picture. You know, I think the moment was too big. I'm not going to take anything away from uh, Brian Thomas and and the muscle kids that came out. They punched us in the mouth and and they they finished the game. Coach, you mentioned uh, obviously being in the playoff picture and you still have a chance to – you know, get there, and obviously this week, a number five ranked Princeton team. Uh, if you're able to get that win, that will certainly help you out. Oh yeah, you know, it's like we say, it's 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 hard enough that you got to play in the in the EPAC, but now you know our out of conference schedule, bringing in a team like Princeton, who right now is setting the number five and really talented, got a got a great quarterback, and you know they got some receivers that really you know get open in a quick game, and got a couple that can take the top off and. You know, for us, it's, you know, getting trying to get back healthy. Uh, you know, we're banged up right now, and, you know, losing four starters going into Friday night didn't help. But at the end of the day, the good thing is we got 91 kids out, and now it's time for these young kids that are coming up behind them to step up and roll. So looking closely at this game, more closely at this game on Friday, what are some good things that Princeton can do to, to kind of change the game? Oh, man, that, that quarterback's the real deal. Um, he's uh, He's got a strong arm. He gets rid of the ball quick, makes quick reads. Uh, they're running back. He's a big kid, physical. I think he's right around 205 pounds. He runs downhill. Uh, I mean, they're just they're a complete offense. And on defense, they fly around. They, they make sure they take away the pass game, and they stack the box and dare you to run it. Coach, you mentioned some injuries. Uh, do you expect to have anybody back this week? And then if not, uh, who do you kind of look to to step up for you guys this week? Uh, I mean, as a, you know, as of probably about an hour ago, we, we lost another one. So it's, for us, it's, you know, I don't think we get anybody back this week. Um, but we got some young guys stepping up. You know, we're, we got some freshmen as far as, you know, so, uh, Brett Patterson, who's a freshman, is going to have to step up and play some some blocking back for us this week. Um, uh, see who else, you know, replacing some guys on the line. That's the big thing. You know, we lost starter going into Friday night. We just lost another starter, so we're down two starters on that old line. So now it's uh, now it's going to be piecing it together with some freshmen that are coming up, and you know, no better time to learn than when you're thrown to the fire. I think you guys got that big game this week, but then you'll have your bye week next week. Do you think that that'll help kind of with the final two games of the season being, especially the the EPAC game against Jefferson, that you guys will get a bye after this week to maybe heal some guys up a little bit? Yeah, the bye, you know, the bye week came, couldn't come soon enough for us. So, you know, definitely looking at moving that bye week next year for sure. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, get it. right now we're still in the playoff hunt, and you know, hopefully, you know, we come out and we compete and we make this thing a game on Friday night, and you know, make improvements, get these young guys a rep, and get everybody back healthy the following week, and let's go, you know, let's go put all the chips in against Jefferson and see where we're at. Coach, what will it take uh, to come up on top? Obviously, you mentioned the quarterback for Princeton, but. I guess kind of what else stands out to you about them, and what else, or what do you need to do? I guess to get the win. For us, get back to what we do. You know, we didn't see us in our true offense a lot Friday night because you know we lost four of those guys that are really big in that that offense that we run. So getting back to what we do, getting back to what you know what got us the the three wins, and that's grinding that clock, eating eating up that clock, and you know winning the line of scrimmage and running downhill 
none of this east-west stuff. Let's get north-south, punch people in the mouth. And at the end of the night, if we always say when we come back in after the game, there's one question. Did we beat ourselves or did they beat us? If they didn't beat us and we beat ourselves, we can't live with that. So for us, after Friday night, we got to we got to get better and work on some things and get these young guys ready to go. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for joining us. Best of luck, and we'll talk with you next week. All right. I appreciate it, fellas. Our guest, head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Matt Faircloth. And, Nick, you know that last – what he said last kind of really sits with me. It seems like that happened last week. They got – you know, it was them. It wasn't necessarily the other team. They couldn't really do anything at all last week. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, the injuries. Yeah. Because this team's identity is run down your throat, play power football, alignment assignment football, as Coach Faircloth wants to say. (laughs) And they're beat up right now. Yeah. They just lost their second offensive lineman, as he said, so they're out two of their O-linemen. Nathan Albright didn't play against Musselman. I'm guessing he's not going to play this week as well. We they know he, need him, though. And, yeah, they need him. I mean, 32 carries against Martinsburg yeah. and got positive yards, I think, on, like, almost every single one except for, like, a few that Coach Faircloth told us. So, you know, he's a, he's a big part of that team. So their identity is being taken away right now, and it's going to be a very tough week against a, a pretty good Princeton team, obviously top five team right now in the state. We'll see if that holds up. But, obviously, you know – it's going to be a challenge here from here on out because, again, Jefferson's on the other side of that bye week. So you're playing two top five teams and you're beat up and you're having to go to some young guys. It's going to be very tough for Hedgesville to secure one of those last few playoff spots. I think it'll be especially tough because of that Jefferson game, especially because, you know, that the game the week prior for Jefferson against Martinsburg is going to be such a big game. So, it, you know, if they come out losing that game, they're going to be really amped up to finish the season strong. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it would have and been if they tough win, anyway. if they win, they'll be even more amped up but no because matter, they defeated Martinsburg. Right. No matter how Hedgesville finishes this season, obviously. It's a win. Yeah. I mean, three wins this year, potentially a few more still left on the table for them. And, you know they had lost 19 straight games heading into the year so to do that and to have some success they're a program that maybe next year we talk about hedgesville as as one of the top teams in the that gets five six seven seven wins they're they're certainly heading in the right direction i think coach faircloth has done a nice job changing the culture which is a huge step i definitely agree with you as well and i think that game the final game of the season will be i think it's I don't know if it's home or away. I'll have to look it up, but it's against Hampshire. And right now Hampshire is 3 and 3 on the season. They're probably going to come into that game how many more games do they have. So they they're playing Berkeley Springs this week. Then they play Greenbrier East. Then they'll play Washington. Then they'll play Hedgesville the final week. So I think it's a winnable game. I think it's Hampshire. a winnable game. Uh so you know you could see a four-win season here for Hedgesville, but don't count them out either against teams like Princeton, Jefferson. You never know on any given night. And, uh, you know, if if they're playing the way they're capable of playing, they, they could knock off some teams with exactly. that power run. Exactly. And we talked about one team that, that we'll talk about next. That's the Washington Patriots. They come off of a bye. Uh, they got a bye last week after their loss to Martinsburg. That was a sixty-two nothing loss to Martinsburg, and now they'll have the zero and four Preston. They'll have zero and four Preston, so it'll be. A, I think it'll be a good contest for them. 
Yeah, but like Coach Simpson's going to tell us here in a few minutes, uh, this Preston team 0-4, but maybe better than their record says. Yeah, let's now hear from Coach Simpson. Well, now welcome to the program head coach of the Washington Patriots, Glenn Simpson. All right, coach, you guys had the bye last week. Did How, how much did that help you guys, you know, or maybe re- regenerate some more energy for these last few weeks of the season? Well, it gave us an opportunity to kind of uh, – disconnect from the routine i mean i love some routine now there's no doubt about that but uh we were able to uh you know step away from the grind of preparation for a direct opponent and uh focus more on getting ourselves right on the little things that maybe uh through nobody's fault really just just kind of have fallen out of out of mind and out of habit so we were able to pull some things together get uh get our minds right have a little fun at the end of practice a little competition and and bring some joy back to uh joy back to practice what do you think doing stuff like that at the end of practice can kind of do for you guys especially you know two and four records to kind of i guess rejuvenate the team a little bit uh what do you think that does for the team Gets them excited, uh, you know. They it, it, they remember why they like being together. They remember what it what it is to you know to work hard and play hard and enjoy each other's company, or you know uh, reestablish the brotherhood that uh, we worked so hard to build throughout the entire year. And uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting your work done and having a little fun. Coach, looking forward to this week. You guys have an 0-4 Preston team. You guys are away for that game. What are some things you've seen from Preston so far? Well, I'll tell you what. Their their record uh, does not reflect the effort that they put into the game. Uh, those young men play hard. Uh, they have some size to them. Uh, they, they are a physical bunch. And, uh, you know, whatever, whatever has led to them uh, – only playing four games has probably not helped them out too much. And uh, we know a little bit about, you know, how those things can can really hinder your growth as a team. But uh, I promise you, I've, I've taken this trip up there before, and I know full well what to expect. Uh, it's going to be a, a heck of a knockdown, drag-out football game. Even with them being a winless team and you guys kind of coming off of a bye, how do you kind of keep the focus then heading into this week for your team? Uh, because you obviously don't want to overlook this team even though they're winless. Absolutely. The the main thing, and this, this has been since uh, I took over the program, and this is nothing new to coach or anything like that, but we focus week to week. We – Try not to uh, dwell on on past performances. Now we want to learn from them. We want to be aware. We you know we want to be self aware and self scout and those types of things. But when when the game plan comes out for the next week's opponent, our our focus is to go one and zero. So we aren't looking at anybody else. The the only team that we are looking at right now is Preston. All right, Coach, what are some keys for your team to get a victory this week? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to tackle, all right? Um, Like I said, this is a physical football team that we're facing, 
They uh, they run hard, and if we don't get behind our pads, uh, you know, wrap up and run our feet, it's going to be a long night and a long trip. That that's the key to, for us. It's it's the old the old axioms. We got to block and we got to tackle. If we do that and maintain possession of the football. I, I like our chances. If we if we cannot secure blocks and cannot secure tackles, if we lose the turnover battle, it is not a fun trip coming back from Preston when you're in that uh, situation. Kingwood is, seems like forever and a day away when you're not playing good football. So you mentioned they're a pretty physical team, so kind of expecting a, a similar type of matchup like you've seen with Hedgesville and some other teams that are more run-heavy like yourselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, they, they are not a bad football team. They're an 0-4 football team, but they're not a bad football team. Um, and so I, I actually am looking forward to this matchup. I think, I think it's going to be a, a very competitive football game. I think, uh, I think that we're going to, you know, be able to do some things. But are we going to be able to keep them from doing some things? Because, like I said, they're they're better than their record shows. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for joining us, and best of luck this week. We'll talk with you next week. All right. Thank you very much. Our guest, head coach of the Washington Patriots, Glenn Simpson. And, you know, for a team like Washington, they're it's kind of hard to classify them because, yeah, they're a AAA school based upon, you know, their population of their school. But – it just doesn't seem like we've talked about this before that they have a lot of people coming a lot of people coming out for the football team. So they're they're a very small team for being a AAA school. Yeah, and they're you know a young program. I believe only been around since I think 2008 or something yeah. like that. So you know it, it's hard until you start winning to get kids to come out and play football. Exactly, and. Coach Simpson started winning last year. They got him to five and five and made the playoffs for the first time in school history. So, you know, they're on the rise. And you look back at Preston so far, their opponent, and I I think Washington has a very good chance to win this oh, game. Yeah. Obviously Coach Simpson's gonna, you know, take the mindset that they're a pretty good football team, but you look at their scores, I mean a twenty one nothing loss to Hampshire, a forty eight to seven loss to John Marshall a 31 to 12 loss to North Marion and then Bridgeport beat them 72 nothing. Yeah. So, I think Washington's got a good chance to get this win, get the 3 and 4, but then their schedule starts to heat back up a little bit uh with Musselman, which will be kind of a game that could decide potential the 16th seed in the P or not the PC. <laughs> I'm thinking about college now. Uh you know, in the playoffs. Yeah. Because you figure Washington moves up a little bit, and Musselman, if they're able to beat uh, Wheeling Park, will be right on the fringe, if not in the playoffs. So Hampshire will be, you know, kind of an even matchup, and then Jefferson will be a challenge. But there's a chance for Washington to make another late playoff push. Like any team that is under uh, or four, under five wins at this point, or under five losses, I should say has a chance and even at five and five you can't sneak in there like washington did last year so exactly and last year was a different year obviously right but you know they they could get in and uh you know make a push obviously last year if you played 10 games that helped you a lot because yeah you're gonna get more bonus points 
Exactly. Well, we're up on another break. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets, designer bedding, and outdoor living. Family owned and operated. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We come back. The Capitals opened their season yesterday. We talked with an NBC Sports Washington reporter yesterday. Now we'll kind of recap the game. It was a big, it was a good game for the Caps and for Ovechkin. That's next. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. Youth Wrestling is back in Martinsburg. Martinsburg Mat Club is excited to announce we are opening registration on Monday and Tuesday evenings from 6 to 7.30 p.m. at the Main Street Athletics Facility located at 303 West Main Street in Hedgesville. Registration is open to athletes between the ages 6 to 14 years old. More information can be found by following slash contacting us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Martinsburg Mat dash club. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Home helpers of the Eastern Panhandle making life easier for you, your family, and especially your loved ones that need their care. They are locally owned and searching for smiling faces to hire so that your loved one can stay in their home where they are the happiest. Call 304-433-8000 or visit homehelpershomecare.com panhandle. Or you can visit them at 3192 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Each office is independently owned and operated. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. One of my favorite things about hockey is the goal horns. They're just something different it's kind of like the uh cannon in football i guess and for the nats the submarine horn if yeah. you ever you know, you know what i'm talking have you ever heard that before i think so yeah i know what you're yeah, talking about uh, they always do a, have a submarine when they hit a home run or win the game uh but the capitals debuted their had their season opener last night at home sellout at capital one arena as the caps won five to one you can hear that along with a good portion of their games right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 as we are Capitals Radio Network affiliate. But coming into that game, we kind of thought it was going to be a very gritty, hard-fought game with the, uh, the whole drama from last year with Tom Wilson and then Ryan Reeves kind of coming in saying that it, it was going to be, you know, knockdown, knockdown, drag-out kind of game. And 
really wasn't that way. Caps outscored him 5-1 to one in that one goal in the third period. Uh, great game for Washington. And it, here's a few highlights from the game. Here's a first goal from uh, TJ Oshie. Ovechkin sitting a goal away from Marcel Dion. has got the puck in front. Centering, trying to score! Tipped in off Georgiev. It's one. Nothing. Washington. Uh, it doesn't take long for the power play to get it going. Ovechkin gets that puck in the sideboard. 19,000 people thought he was going to shoot it. He passes it over. A little scramble. And TJ comes in and takes care of it. one nothing the Caps. And you hear in the background his goal horn, or his goal, after the goal horn goes off, his goal song, Take Me Home Country Roads. <laughs> I had to play that out there just for that. Uh, but obviously on the show yesterday when we talked with Andrew Gillis of NBC Sports Washington, we talked about you know the, the rookies that were going to have to play for the Caps this year. But their age being the oldest in the NHL, but you know they had three, three guys that played last night. And uh, one guy, Hendricks LaPierre, did something that not a lot of rookies get to do in their first game. He scored a goal. Out at center now for Oshie with one man back. TJ kicks it back nicely. They score! Hendricks LaPierre, <laughs> his first NHL goal on a great feed from Oshie. It's 3 nothing. Washington, what a moment. All smiles. Hendricks LaPierre. I mean, to play your first game, get your first goal, it's got to be an amazing feeling. Not a bad 19 start. 19 years old. Yeah, not a bad start, right? Yeah, on the oldest team in the NHL. And it was funny because I saw a, uh, I saw a video of the uh, um, a video of the goal, or I saw I watched the game, but I saw a video of the goal and uh, on Twitter, and somebody said uh, because the pass was from Oshie. And then Oshie ended up going over to him right after and cheering him on. And the, the tweet is a video of the goal, and it says, "Local dad scoops baby off floor after his first NHL goal." <laughs> you just love the celebration between you know the veteran guys and the young guys. But two goals from Alex Ovechkin last night, including one that tied him with 731 goals. Starting for Washington, Alex Ovechkin. Still a goal away from tying Marcel Dion for fifth all-time in NHL history. Of course, out here on power play one. That's about the only explanation point you could want right now. And there it is. He scores. Alex Ovechkin. Goal number 731. He ties Marcel Dion for fifth all-time. It's 4-0 Washington. And obviously, you know, Ovechkin, the, one of the greatest goal scorers of all time, just keeps cementing his name as that now tied at number five. But he didn't stay tied for very long, Nick. No, he did not. A shorthanded goal. Near side with Schultz. A goal scorer among the four tonight. Goudreau out in three seconds for the Rangers. A power play that is pretty much just a couple of blinks and a couple snaps of the fingers. A puck taken by Ovechkin. He scores. Alex Ovechkin has scored a shorthanded goal. Are you kidding? There were only eight seconds. He scores his second of the game. Ovechkin gets his first shorty in forever. 
I think it, it said 2016 or 17 was his last shorthanded goal. But now alone at fifth place in only having played 1,198 games, Marcel Dion played 1,348 games. Also, Ovechkin is the second person, the only second person, I guess you could say, in the top 10 with having only played for one team. It's pretty cool. And nobody in the top three has played for uh, – Gordy Howe played for two teams, but nobody has played for less than four. You Brett Hull, who's the next guy on the list at uh, 1269, so that would mean – or not 1269. That's the total number of games played. Excuse me. Uh, he is now nine goals away from tying Brett Hull for fourth all-time and ten from taking sole position of fourth. Then Yadimir Yager – is in third place who played around the league and played it well into his 40s, played for Pittsburgh, Washington, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Dallas Stars, Bruins, Devils, Florida, and Calgary. He's at 766, so Ovechkin would have to score 34 more goals this season to get into the top three, which at his age is, is kind of on the fringe of where you think he'll be. Yeah, I think 34, though, is possible. But now it would be 36 goals, which is kind of what he's done the last few seasons. Right, so that's pretty possible to to get up there to this point. And Gretzky is what? 894. So Gordie Howe, number two, with 801. And then Wayne Gretzky at 894 at number one. And it's interesting, just looking at the games played, uh, you figure 82 games a season, he'll play probably, you know, 70 to 80 right you know kind of you got an average he's older so he could get you know hurt more than he ever has before but at 1198 games played and uh wayne gretzky played 1487 games so in the number of games keeping up what he's at he, he can break if he were to play the same number of games yeah i mean if he keeps up what he's done yeah but he's older he's gonna slow down that's just gonna happen you think yeah you think but they also say that a lot of people are gonna slow down it seems like athletes now are playing more and longer yeah i mean obviously look at tom brady the dude's 44 and he's probably still a top five quarterback in the league so top three probably yeah, definitely. And uh, let's go down some numbers from the game. So two goals, two assists for Ovechkin with three shots on goal. So two goals and three shots on goal, pretty accurate. The the big accuracy for uh, Ovechkin last night, four points. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, who we kind of talked yesterday. You're repping his jersey today. I was going to get there, Nick. You kind of stole the thunder there. I mean, of, you can kind of see that nine and that two. Nine and two? Yeah, if you're nine looking at two? it. So you can already kind of tell. Um Evgeny Kuznetsov had a very down year last year. Everybody was calling that he was, you know, needed to be available for the expansion draft or be traded. Uh, he came in last night three points. Yeah. So already kind of looking up T.J. Oshie, we mentioned with the goal, one goal, one assist, so two points. John Carlson, one assist on one shot. Hendricks Lapierre, the one shot or the one goal on two shots. Uh, Justin Schultz got a, got one of the goals last night, and uh, Tom Wilson really wasn't there, but he he didn't have to fight. He didn't get suspended. That's yeah, and that's that's win. always that's always a great thing for Tom Wilson, who's been suspended a lot so far in his career. But in goal for Washington, Viatek Vanacek, one goal allowed on twenty four shots, so his save percentage nine point five eight. Um, hopefully, 
they stick with him as a starter because he looked really solid last night. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I don't know how good this Rangers team is, but I don't think they looked very good last night losing 5-1. to one. Yeah. Uh, but it, it seemed like, based on the numbers from last year, that Vanacek was kind of their better goalkeeper. So if they're able to keep him in there and keep him healthy, uh, that, that could be key because obviously uh, since Holtby left and kind of declined in his career, they, they needed somebody to step up and – Vanacek uh, could be that guy. And it's funny to think about Vanacek because he was the guy that was let go, let available in the expansion draft. Yeah, that's and they drafted him. And then they reacquired him from the Kraken. I just I think that's funny. Yeah, I, I guess the Kraken were thinking we're not going to be necessarily great this year, but Vegas in their first year made it to the Cup, so I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh but you know, the Caps, they will play on Saturday night at 7 p.m. against the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I believe we'll be able to get that game in. No WVU game this week. And we will have on Saturday through Westwood One's coverage a 3 p.m. game as Kentucky visits Georgia. That'll be, a, I believe, a top five matchup in college football. No, I don't think Kentucky's in no. the top five. It's, uh, it's an eight, like a top ten, maybe. I'm not too certain. I don't know. I haven't really uh, followed Kentucky this year. Yeah, I have not either, but it'll be we'll hopefully be able to get that game on. I believe I'm going to check some things out after the show today. But, I mean, for the Caps to open the season like that under at a sellout last night at Capital One Arena. The Lightning did not look good against the Penguins They either. did not look good. And but, the Penguins were short-handed. I mean, they had several yeah, guys out. Uh, Crosby's out. Uh, Malkin, I believe, is out too. Yeah. And a few other key role players, I think. One thing I want to talk about, though, best 30 minutes of pregame I've ever watched in my entire life. But they also, because it was their first game on NHL on TNT, no commercials. Verizon, I guess, paid the bill to pay for all the commercial slots So in that 30-minute show. So there was no commercials in that that pregame show last night. Yeah, isn't Barkley on the pregame? He was last night. I don't know how much he will be on the season. Right, once the NBA starts. But he, he's a huge hockey fan. I didn't know huge that. Huge hockey fan. I thought they just brought him on for no, like, comedy he's and a, He's actually a huge hockey fan. They went and pulled clips from the TNT you know, pre- and post-game show where somebody says, oh, this team won this game in the playoffs because they were on air. Yeah. And uh, he's like, man, I love hockey. <laughs> and he actually he had, a, he had to do a shootout last night. He was goalie. And uh, Wayne Gretzky taking shots at him. <laughs> That was the best comedy of that pregame show. And they didn't even have time for it. They had to play it during the first intermission because <laughs> they just kept going on and on and on, and they had 30 minutes to do all that. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, mean, I think NHL on TNT think? is going to be you think TNT is going to be I think it's have the be. edge over ESPN in terms of entertainment value? Well, I think entertainment value, yes, but I think ESPN doing what they're doing with the NHL. Uh, with the plus, obviously. With the, well, the they'll, plus, they'll the, yeah, the, the, the plus is now the NHL TV. Right. So all you have to do is pay for plus, and you get all the NHL out-of-market games. So you're not paying a secondary price for anything. I think that will help uh, because – people will be able to watch any game just buying like people you know i have vspn plus so i'll be able to watch those games without having to pay the extra nhl fee um but i think nhl on tnt is going to be a hit yeah i've always been bigger fan of the nba on tnt than espn uh 
besides Mike Breen, obviously yeah. being a legend, I don't really enjoy the rest of their. their but I their do. Career. I think the the commentators for ESPN are going to be nice. It's going to be nice to see Steve Levy call some hockey games and Neil Everett and uh, Bucci Gross, I believe is how you say his McDonough's name. McDonough's doing it as well. McDonough did it the other night too. I mean, just. I just I think that those are great play-by-play guys, but I also like Kenny Albert last night, and I it feels like they've kind of just taken because NBCSN and NBC Sports kind of is deleting its whole sports channel, so a lot of those people's contracts were going to end and they were going to be gone regardless. But I kind of liked seeing the familiar faces on the pregame show and in the you know the guys that called the game last night. They all worked with NBC before, so it was nice to feel like I was watching the same game, just a different presentation. Yeah. And we've hit a little late for our final break, but the segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. They're just east of Martinsburg on Shepherdstown Road. We'll be back to wrap things up, talk a little NFL Thursday night football and more Washington football team drama. That shouldn't be drama. That's next on the Sports Space. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams travel to Millersville, Pennsylvania to take on the Marauders. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. This week, it's a PSAC East Division battle between the Rams and the Marauders. Kickoff is scheduled for 2 p.m. with pregame coverage beginning at 1.30 right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce five new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Leslie Golden, Orthopedics. Dr. Alexander Bitzer, Orthopedics. Dr. Courtney McQuillan, Obstetrics and Gynecology. Nurse Practitioner Carolyn Gable, Nephrology. And Darwin Castillo, Emergency Medicine. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-3 three three Spring Mills Cardinals travel 12 miles down I-81 to take on the 7-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs Friday at 7 p.m. with the pregame at 6 p.m. following the sports mix that's at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Thursday, October 14th. And uh, I feel like it's like every day we're talking about Washington football team who supposedly changed their culture and it was a new era with Rivera 
It just feels like it's getting worse and worse as the days go by. More news came out yesterday. Apparently, they offered hush money to the original woman that came out last summer, uh, part of the Washington Post exposés about everything. They offered her hush money about four or five months ago. She declined it because she thought it was a sorely disrespectful amount of money for a settlement. Right. Yeah. Um, and then this whole DEA thing and then this whole email thing. And now they botched probably the most important thing that could happen. And according to Dan Snyder, his favorite player of all time, as the late Sean Taylor, who, you know, everybody knows, passed away tragically in 2007 after being shot in a burglary attempt when he was injured down at his home in Florida. Um, it's kind of been a uh, nobody wear 21 thing. It was kind of a, you know, unwritten rule. Nobody, you know, puts on number 21 in the game for Washington after that because of the impact he made in such a short amount of time. And it was just, it was kind of, you know, it was a matter of time before they officially retired his jersey number. And it seems like they had good intentions here. It just seems like it's hard to have good intentions when everything is still circulating. This morning, a uh, press release went out at the just before 9 a.m., Washington will try will retire Pro Bowler, Ring of Fame member Sean Taylor's number during Alumni Homecoming Weekend. So, obviously, the rich tradition of Washington football, Washington Redskins, the, every year they have a game where they honor all their former team members that are still alive, that are still coming to games. And that's a you know that's kind of a thing that's that's done in a, like you know way in advance obviously not three days before a game but they announced that his jersey will be retired only the third player in franchise history um i believe sammy ball and bobby mitchell are the only two other people to have their jerseys numbers retired players like i think theisman has a retired no he? Uh, he let haskins wear it yeah no it's an unwritten rule type uh, thing. okay uh but daryl green art monk and john riggins will not have been worn since they retired but they're not officially numbers aren't retired uh, but it's kind of a just very disgraceful thing that it happens to, you know, I was looking at all the backlash everybody was getting. It, it's just delay it at this point. Really? You should it's, really delay it. It's the right. It's the right to do it. Yes, though, but it's thing. not the right time to announce it. Why was it announced it weeks in, ago? Even in July or August. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens put Haluti Nada into the ring of honor uh, on the Monday night game. That was announced. I think years ago, technically, because of COVID, they had to delay it. But, you know, I mean, so announce this in the offseason, and then, and I don't know why it's being announced now, because now fans don't have time. Yeah, they maybe sold their tickets, and maybe they really wanted to go for Sean Taylor's uh, jersey retirement. So that's kind of disappointing. And then, obviously, now it looks like a way to cover up everything else that's been happening. And so here's the official release. During the Washington football's October 17th matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, the team will honor nearly 100 alumni at FedEx Field while also paying a special tribute to Washington alumnus and football legend Sean Taylor. His family will join the team on the field for a pregame ceremony in which Taylor's contributions to the team will be remembered alongside the retirement of jersey number 21. Uh, third time only, the team will also formally commemorate the renaming of a road leading to FedEx Field as Sean Taylor Road with friends and family of Sean before the game. They'll have the opportunity for a private visit to the Taylor's locker on the club level, which I didn't see when I was at the club level this past weekend. Um, 
I don't know if they were maybe redoing something with it or I just wasn't in the right area for it, but I was looking for that while I was there. Uh, the first 10,000 fans will receive a limited edition commemoration, commemorative Sean Taylor rally towel. I wonder if it's going to be like what they did in 2007. Uh, that's to be determined. But this whole thing just kind of is a joke the way they had to announce it. Yeah, but I don't like the timing. I don't like the timing either. And we'll be back tomorrow for a Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix. Sports Mix.